Welcome everybody. This is Captain Sweep and the ineffable Yogi Shambhu. Do you know oh. what ineffable means? No, I don't actually. It's a word I just made up. It means cannot be stopped. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So we are here for the week of, uh, what's the week of? Uh, February 13th to February 19th. It's been an exciting time. It's been a wild time. And I think we're going to start off with what happened with the horse trampling in Ottawa. How about that, Mr. Shambu? That's great. These are our impressions, and we do not consider them to be definitive. Um, and the health of society is based on uh, the voicing of everyone's opinions. Oh, wait, am I going on the defensive again? And you stopped to do that. Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> now you'll... So here we go. We're going to check out the um, exactly what occurred. And uh, here we go. So what do you think, Mr. Shambu, about that? My first impression is completely unnecessary and reckless uh, is an understatement to bring horses, a team of horses into a crowd to try to disperse them. And, uh, you know, there are, A, there's ways of dispersing that does not include endangering and B, Who's to say that you have the right to disperse these people? We have so many people coming in from all over Canada to join this. And they are coming in in fresh droves. And uh, so this is a real show of brutality. And for me, it is a way of traumatizing people and making sure that new people are not going to come in because they're too scared to. I mean, if you look at, let's say, colonialism, and you look at some of the old movies, they'd be bringing these guys in from the get-go, and they'd have, like, batons, and they'd be pounding everybody. And this is the mentality that we sort of was there not that long ago. And now, as we have, you know, constant media watching everything, that we're in a different world. And we're in a world where the, the people of Canada do not want to participate with a government that won't listen, that uses brute force to enforce laws that aren't realistic and are actually trying to hurt us. So I think this week was a huge step in the direction of tyranny. And what's happening is I think the whole world is watching. There's another uh, a response I would like to show right now. Okay. Let's, let's take a look at how the rest of the world is seeing Justin Trudeau about this. Finally slept. He isn't woke. He isn't liberal. Yeah. Justin Trudeau is just a weak little man who is way out of his depth. Liberals are supposed to be all about democracy, but here we have thousands of people exercising their democratic rights of protest. And what's his response? To behave like a dictator. Why? 
Because again, he's actually just a weak little man whose mask has finally slipped. He isn't woke. He isn't liberal. He isn't fair and just. No, in my opinion, he's just a good looking chancer who pretended to have liberal values in order to obtain power. Look at what's happening right now. Trudeau has declared a public emergency because thousands of people, thousands of people are protesting his bizarre and draconian rules. The Emergencies Act allows him to freeze bank accounts, suspend insurance, tow away trucks. Well, that's strange, isn't it? Because surely if this was just a small group of fringe protesters, as he called them, then there would be no need to behave like this with that. It's important. <sighs> so what do you think about that, Mr. Shambu? I agree. I feel that Justin Trudeau is married to industry. And uh, we are, if we do not see the industry, the corporatism within the, the, the healthcare response to COVID, then I believe that we are blind or naive. And Trudeau, at every turn, takes uh, people who resist uh, industrial activity corporate activity and puts the screws to them and then micromanages people's um, uh, lives when it comes to trying to moral shame them, uh, shame them with their vernacular. All of these things do need to be addressed in personal life, but not like this, not from a top-down shaming way. And uh, he is, he is, uh, you know, it really is like that, you know, I am so insecure as a child when I get into a fight on the uh, playground that I'm going to bring in my big brother and his gang of friends. You know, it's like, really, you don't have the ability to lean into a conversation and actually function as a human. And this isn't surprising. My experience of him you know just is yeah affirmed let's take a look at a, a another th another video take a look at this and if you can make it large screen that'd be great I'm just wondering whether the bank accounts will be targeted of individuals who donated to the Give, Send, Go and the GoFundMe campaigns. Are they considered designated people under the Emergencies Act, meaning that their credit cards could be cut and financial services are targeting them as well? Okay, so the names of both individuals and entities, as well as crypto wallets, have been shared by the RCMP with financial institutions and accounts have been frozen and more accounts will be frozen. Um, crowdfunding platforms and payment service providers have started the registration process with FinTrack. Um, in terms of the specifics on whose accounts are being frozen, uh, you now have the regulations the financial service providers have those regulations as well. And they, working with law enforcement, will be making the operational decisions. Yeah, what's going on? 
are you getting what's going on? I mean, this is massive, 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 massive. This is like the biggest thing news needs to share is that the government's coming in, has the ability to come and take your bank account and say no to whatever it wants at any time. I mean, this is essentially what's happening, right? I mean, what suspend you your insurance, suspend your ability to function in the world. And it's so important, isn't it, to not just look at right now, you know, and look at the future. What could this mean in the future? Because even if you do not uh, agree with this convoy, this movement right now, there's going to come a time when you will or your children will want to stand up and disagree. And now this is laying the architecture to be able to remove someone functionally from society, defund them, deplatform them entirely if they disagree with the government. And is that not exactly what dictatorship is? Let's take a look at the opposing party's viewpoint and then Justin Trudeau's response. the Minister of Public Safety and the Minister for Emergency Preparedness have repeatedly stated that there is evidence of foreign extremist financing behind this convoy. Last week at Public Safety Committee, Deputy Director of Intelligence for FinTrack, Barry McKillop, stated that there is no evidence that this funding in Ottawa is tied to ideologically motivated extremism. Under further questioning, he stated that there has been no spike in suspicious transactions. Under what basis is this government freezing the bank accounts of Canadians in violation of Section 8 of the Charter against unreasonable search and seizure? I think it's going to be extremely important that uh, in this House over the coming days, there will be uh, Im uh, a important and robust debate on many such issues. But I can highlight once again, Mr. Speaker, that the Charter of Rights and Freedoms continues to apply. Uh, the Emergencies Act is uh, subject to the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and the measures that we've brought forward are proportional, measured, and responsible. Uh, and uh, designed to get Canadians their lives back, their communities back, and restore their freedoms. <laughs> no wonder it takes a special type of person to be a politician, because it's maddening enough for us to dip into their world, their tangential, roundabout way of talking, but to actually be in it full time. I mean, wow, that, that takes either a saint or, or just a, a, a crazy ro robotic person, right? So let's, so let's go back to this. I mean, because he completely evaded any, you know, he did not talk about the, the statement at all that was made. <laughs> you know, someone said once, don't answer the question that was answered answer the question that you wish that they asked. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so here we are, 
we have a report that there was no suspicious uh, spike. And I'm not saying that that is absolute, but I am saying that if you have been involved in some type of movement, in some type of blockade or protesting, you know that the way that authorities deal with you is that they mount a smear campaign. That is just 101 of how to suppress a movement. And so every time you see an accusation, you have to filter it through that lens first. That's what I think. What do you think? Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it's like the average Canadian. I feel like I'm an average Canadian. And I feel like you're an average Canadian. And I feel like there's a lot of average Canadians. And we're sort of, we're, we're all cells in this sleeping giant. And everybody's watching. And everybody's watching Justin Trudeau. And the reason, you know, to bring up that outside external influence is to see that the world is watching Canada. And the world is watching Justin Trudeau. And the world is watching that line, that line in the sand between the oppressive forces and the people. And here we are, the ability to make our own media. We, we now are our own media. And so what we think is truth, what do we think is real? What do we think is actually happening has changed because now you and I can actually interpret what we're seeing in a manner that's very different than normal news. And so what I want to put forward in, in, in this type of production is that there's a, the spin is changing. And that's why all of this is important in the background in terms of we have to understand what is actually occurring in the moment around jurisdiction, around languaging, around they were given a notice. And because they have this notice, the truckers now have to move. And that piece of paper is behind all the scenes of what's actually occurring. Because anytime you're on the front line, the cops come in, they give you the notice, they say, this is what's occurring. And then they bring in the injunction. And you know this, right? That is when they bring in the full legal power. And now they can tow the trucks. They can arrest Pat King. They can arrest all the people that are involved. And this is why Canadians really need to be watching this carefully because our rights are just being fucking cut like that. And it's too great for, I think, the average person off, uh, to, to get, you know, to, to really get the picture of how much is being laid out as infrastructure for this type of control, for this type of suppression. Um, you know, I hear so many people talking about, well, you know, they, they were honking horns and they were shutting down businesses that were right around the parliament. And yes, these are issues. And yes, they do have to be addressed in real time, but it is an apple and an orange. We are talking about such massive massive overreach. We're talking about the physical, uh, the physical autonomy, not only of adults, but of children now. We are talking about uh, so just a monumental paradigm shift that the average person I think is 
is it just is hitting their blind spot. And that's my concern here is that, uh, yes, in the world where everyone gets to voice their concern, we, we have to apply priorities and perspective on really what is, you know, the freedom of media, the freedom of, of, um, of actually protesting is critical. And if you don't like what's happening in Ottawa, I encourage you to look at what is going on in the capitals around the world. We are very calm. We are, we, we are, you know, we are very contained. If this was happening in Paris, it would be very different. I, I keep thinking that. Well, C- Canadians are setting a tone. They're set, they're, they're, like the, the, again, with the whole world watching what these truckers are doing, because what the truckers did is they stopped the economy or they had the ability. If every trucker on the planet said, okay, I'm in, I'm on the trucker side, boom, it's over, right? Every truck would stop, everything would stop, we would stop as, an, as a species. And there's corruption. The thing is, is the corruption. That's what the, every individual human being is sick of it. And, and they lie and they lie and there's another thing I want to put forward here, and that's the, the other party never gets the time to speak. It's always conservatives, always liberals. And I'd like to just put something forward here because all of the lies, you, you have to address them. And so let's listen to this video. I just want to show you something that appeared um, Axe-wielding mob totally wrecked a pipeline construction site. And supposedly, people came in with axes and totally ravaged an oil pipeline in the last week. Like they just took out the equipment, they just destroyed it. And I didn't see this covered in any of the news. And, and, I, and it's just sort of hitting me. In terms of, you know, Canadians are peaceful and Canadians, you know, have been thinking a certain thing. If you're thinking about 90% of the people are vaccinated, right? You're thinking like Canadians want to go along with what is put forth. They're polite. We're law abiding. Now I'm adding were because I'm, I'm saying I'm a Canadian, but there's something really strange going on. There's something strange that we really have to address. And I don't think the normal media is ever going to address it. Like corporate media is not going to address this. And that's where the divide happens between the alternative media and the corporate media. And that's what we are. To me, what we represent is we are looking to true justice. We are looking to find out what is really going on and to get past the actual bullshit because there's so much bullshit coming out of the corporate media and it stops you from seeing things because they're always putting attention on things, right? But they're missing the attention that needs to go to specific things. And so this thing happening in terms of, it's like a big explosion. Like if this goes peaceful to violent, and all of a sudden, like an oil thing is just decimated. That's huge news, but, but we don't want people to see that. 
The corporate media doesn't want people to know that we're way more pissed off than we know. You know, the trucker, like the people of Canada are really pissed off because they've been lied to and they've been lied to so much that at some point you go, oh, wait a second. If this is true, and this is true, and this is true, and this is true. That's, that's what they don't want. They don't want the Canadian people to really get how much they're being screwed, I think. Mm. Mm. Well, it's the first time that I'm hearing of this, but I, I think of, well, I think of the effectiveness of turning violent i mean because it, it initiates a an apparatus that is so oppressive it will just be shut down very quickly but i just instead of trying to argue for or against the action just commenting on the natural impulse for survival and uh and that a, a criticism of Canada for me is that we are basically industrial lackeys. We go on and, and invest our, our whole belief and our way of life into the status quo of, of industrial resource extraction. And I've said it before on the show, and, and it really is the core tenant of my, of my belief around this whole structure. And so how do you turn that around? How do you turn that around? It's, um, I think it's slow, but it, it also comes in, in spurts of rage. And so I'm just saying that that is understandable. I'm not saying that that is something that I would do or that it's something that I endorse because we're not talking about endorsing or not. We're just talking about trying to understand it and then looking at that, yes, what was the first response that Trudeau had to the convoy? That they were a fringe by minority, nothing to see here, folks. Don't get involved. Don't get excited. It's just those people over there. Hmm. And so they're trying to keep us in a tolerable bandwidth, a numb place where it's not too hot. It's not like people are going in and, chopping down a, a site with axes, you know, uh, but, and it's not like nothing is going on, but it's just a little bit's going on here and there. And it's something that uh, that's, that's really interesting. If that's in fact true. Uh, wow. It really, it, re it really points to the desperation and the rage. Cause for me, it doesn't scream, Oh, well, these people are just sociopathic people that they're just destructive punks, but that there is an honest, uh, a, a panic, a panic about what's going on and a pushing through of an agenda that is usually not serving uh, the earth and mm. its need. Yeah. Well, I, I think that there's a battle looming and, and Canada is in the world's screens. And the, the, Canada has been seen as something, right? We're sort of like big brother to the United States. Canada's kind of a funny country because we're like one of the biggest countries in the world. We got massive amounts of water, but we only have a few people. 
you know, there's countries out there that have humongous amounts of people, but don't have the resources that we have. But we're north of the most powerful country in the world. And that country is psycho. That country, our big brother is going through a, a like a, like a, like Rome, right? Like when Rome was coming to the end of its empire, it was imploding from within. And, and America is imploding right now. And, and the, the media is the way that it sees itself. And there's so many different perspectives. There's a right and there's a left and there's a right. But now everyone's kind of looking up at Canada and going, what the fuck is going on? These guys, these truckers came up. They shut them down. Like Canada just showed uh, a winning, a victory, like a how to win. Like the emergency act, why they brought it in so quick is because they're scared. They're really scared because the people of Canada are all of a sudden going, okay, you guys have crossed the line. And now, you know, there's a lot of very intelligent, powerful Canadians that haven't stepped up to the plate yet. Well, it's, it's ironic to me that they talk about a collusion, a support from foreign agents into the convoy. Mm. And yet, it's been reported that the decision to invoke the Emergencies Act was actually upon consultation with foreign powers, you know, with the Biden administration and other leaders stepping in and giving the counsel to Trudeau to be doing this. And so for me, I, I see it as exactly what, what you're saying is that it's stimulating. This is stimulating the hopes of other people. And so we have the, on the American side, they have a convoy that will be meeting up in California and it's starting now. Like they have stepped up their departure date and they are expecting thousands upon thousands of people, vehicles, all converging in California. We have it in Israel. I think it's like 30,000 cars there uh, just yesterday. Uh, you know, so we have that. We have Europe where it's a multi-country convoy, all meeting. Uh, and so, you know, and, and then France, and I think it was France, Germany, I think it was those two countries now have passed laws overnight saying it's illegal to do a protest with a motorized vehicle. What? Yeah. Yeah. And so you can see the mechanism of control. You can see all of this happening. And what I just want to bring in something here is that we have two levels. This is like a multi-level game of chess here where we have our personal rights here as humans that we're battling for, right? And then we have the, the rights and the need of the earth. Mm. So that's a whole separate consideration. And a lot of the criticism that, um, that this is getting, and I, I think one of the risks is, is that the left has gone so far into supporting whatever the government is proposing that now the right which is very much about jobs, 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 and keeping things the way that it was, is now come in and filled the void. And is coming in saying, yes, we are gonna fight for individual freedom 
and why? So we can return back to normal, so we can get back to our normal jobs. And so then you have the environmental minded people going, but we are melting down. And so it's suddenly we're at this loggerheads where really it's two planes of the same battle that are going on. And for me, they both have to be addressed now. But usually most wars need, you know, you can't be doing multiple battles or there's a limit to the amount of focus that humans have. Well, you think I, I don't know. Whenever I hear the right and the left, I, I, I go into confusion because I'm not sure kind of where I am or what it means. Because to me, there's like a small group of insane psychopathic banker elite family groups, organizations, whatever they are, they're hiding behind the scenes. And then you have, you know, most infrastructure and you have then the people and then you have the media and they're coming up with all these stories of the left and the right and this and this and this and this and this, but they never get to the actual real jurisdiction of what is occurring, the truth of what is occurring. And that is, there's this manipulation happening behind the scenes that never comes up to the surface. And that's what the politicians are always trying to protect. I mean, right now the politicians are dancing because the people are fucking pissed because more and more people are going, you know what? I think it's a very small group of people manipulating all the masses to get them all like a hornet's nest. So they miss the point of what's occurring. And what's occurring is the Federal Reserve is using usury and scamming everybody and the bubbles that occur and they scam everybody. I mean, there's just so much inner scamming <laughs> and we don't address that. The media can't address it because they are part of the problem. They are the ones being paid to keep the masses in line. But the, but the real mechanisms, the real mechanisms that run a country and, and have the money flow and has this, you know, that's what we have to address. And I think what I, what, what I see is like Pat King, you know, trucker, communication, you know, being able because of the technology to communicate with the world, to give a different story, to a completely different story where the truckers are just saying, look, and the mandates, you guys are idiots. And the rest of the Canadian people are still in that left, right. They're still in this and that and this and this. They're not getting the point that we are being manipulated and we're in an end game and we have to start to come to the surface and be spiritual warriors. And that's what I think that you are, or we are. There's so many people that actually have a completely different interpretation of reality right now. To bring that to the forefront, that this is an end game. I mean, there's so much that you said that I can comment about, but that being one of the takeaways is that we have to change our life, focus our priorities and our values uh, or apply our values through that priority because this is an end game. There is, even if you don't believe that the earth is in peril, 
the fact that our systems have been exhausted. We are, we are winding down in the industrial revolution. It is no longer working. It's no longer giving. And that's why I think a lot of people were like, oh, sir, fine. Okay, fine. Yeah, okay, we will do that because it's winding down. But uh, we have to be motivated to, uh, to address the, the actual infringements of not only our freedoms, but our survival. And, and I believe that you're right, that the small group of people uh, who are benefiting from the collusion, from the racketeering that is going on, there is antitrust written all over the place right now. You have suppression of technologies with the promotion of other technologies. You have suppression of, you know, and that's one thing that I love about the, um, the coverage that I'm seeing in Ottawa is because you can actually see the, you know, I get more information from the live streaming that's going on than uh, the media because you're actually seeing it right there. You know, you have Freedom Press there or Rebel News. And I, I, I'm not saying I agree with everything that these people, again, I'm just saying I'm experiencing what they're putting out. I'm not saying that I agree with them. And so, but I'm seeing them right there and the batons are right in your face and you see, you know, that rebel news anchor just cracked with a baton, you know, and, 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 and her shock and the, because, and that's what people are craving. They're craving realness because they hear the bullshit. Even if they don't talk about it, people know it. Mm. So the veil is coming off of people's eyes, I think. Well, like, I think it depends upon which generation we're part of. I mean, there's uh, the the baby boomers, you know, the baby boomers have to start to, uh, I don't know if I can even speak to the baby boomers because, you know, they're on their way out and they are the ones that are upholding, you know, this whole infrastructure, what has been, been created. And I, I know I'm, I'm sort of, delving into sort of deeper economic issues, which most people it's, it's too far from them. It's, it's too far away, but if we don't go to the real core problem, we're always going to be dealing with symptoms. And the yeah. core problem is that our governance system is linked into these psycho cabals. And these psycho cabal, like when you don't understand what's happening, you can't understand, like, how can he be calling an emergency act right now? It's like, there's an emergency on the planet for these guys because the cat's out of the bag. If you look at Australia and you look at the freedom camps and you look at the truckers have done something, they have woken up the people to show a winning strategy. And now with all the media coming out, it, 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 it's, it's like the, the, the humanity is birthing into a new era. And how are we going to do that? Are we going to let these guys do it? The people that have been screwing us for all this time? Or are we going to do it ourselves? Are we going to take the bulls by the horn, the horns by the bull, or whatever the heck that is, and actually start to look at what would it be like if we actually designed our future? 
if we if we design the future rather than letting other people design the future and i i think it's the weirdos it's 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 the it's the people who have said no to the old paradigm that have solutions that have like like we're in the middle of a massive transformation and and if you don't bring that into the conversation you're left within that old paradigm yeah we're fucked because they control the military they control the banks they control the drugs they control they control everything and if you don't accept that if you don't understand that you know we have to move into a world that isn't controlled by psychopaths and you know i I love our dialogue because I, i feel like i'm I feel like I'm speaking insanity to most people because people don't put that on the table. It's always controlled conversations that move forward <laughs> the old way of doing things. And that old way is killing us. And, and, and the First Nations people, they are the ones who hold the true keys to how our species can exist on this planet. And they are even the ones who've been attacked for so long by, I don't, I'm not sure what or who they are, but these guys are ruthless and we have to address, but, but again, average Canadian, what, what can we do about a banking cabal that's had thousands of years of building infrastructure and creating plans that are nefarious and evil and control the media and control, you know, what are we supposed to do? I think we just do this. We be our own media. And exactly, we become, we disengage, you know, I think Timothy Leary, you know, you are, you actually drop out, but you drop out for a moment. So then you can plug back in on your terms and you drop out for long enough that you actually find your inspiration, your inspiration and your feeling of urgency. Because when you're running on that treadmill trying to make, you know, your payments, when you're trying to feed your kids, when you're trying to have a moment of intimacy with your partner so that your relationship doesn't fall down, the last thing you're going to do is, is have a revolutionary thought. But the destiny, and in fact, the only survival that we have as a species moving forward is to find space inside of ourselves enough to tap in and awaken the revolutionary spirit and feel that dissatisfaction. Mm. I am not satisfied with my kids wearing a mask perpetually for the rest of their life. And that is going to be normal. Mm. You know, that is just a small example of what people are waking up to, but it has to be done on a fundamental level. And this is just the beginning And that's exactly, I'm so happy that you're advocating for people to have personal space to find their revolutionary spirit. Because not only is it essential to the planet, it's it's essential to us. You know, you have suicide at an all-time high. You have addiction, alcoholism at an all-time high. You have relationship dissatisfaction at an all-time high. You have obesity. You have escapism. Why? Because we're actually missing being in touch where the rubber meets the road, the reality of today. Mm. And that is exactly, you know, and if media 
if real media can stir the souls of people, if real accounts in real time of what is actually happening can awaken people, then this is one of the most important things that we can do is to really show the reality of what's going on. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Well, I, th I think it's, it's, it's that balance point between the lies we're living just day to day, whatever we do to, 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 to live. And then these larger political things that are occurring. And, and, and for most of us, you know, the financial burden is so strong, you know, to pay the bills and to, to, to you know, there's no room left over to try to deal with the evil empire. I mean, Luke Skywalker is going to have a bit of a problem, right? If he's got his bills, he's got to pay. And you know, I can't, I can't fucking do it, Obi Wan Kenobi, because I'm screwed. I got no gas. I got no coffee. I got no food. How am I going to defeat this empire? <sighs> Ralph, I think it's Ralph Nader. Uh, you know, he has the solution. You know, he said that if people spent the same amount of time as they do with their hobbies, that they do actually working to forward the uh, changing of the world, standing up for what is needed to be defended, to be progressed, then we are going to be fine. But, you know, and so it doesn't take us giving up our entire lives, it, but, but it does take us, us, dial, uh, us dialing back and unplugging, dare I say, from the matrix. I mean, how many hours do people spend passively receiving what is already being created? Just go on a fast, go on a diet, you know, actually abstain. But that takes getting over our phobias around our, or our aversion to feeling pain. Because when we unplug from the matrix, we are going to feel pain. We're going to feel in, in, injustice and we are going to feel dissatisfied. And I think that people need to, we all need to get over that aversion to feeling those feelings so that then we can lean in. And, and it's difficult, but my God, is it, it, isn't it a better life living in reality? Mr. Shambu, I, 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 I need to bring in the five communication spaces map because it's the only way that I can deal with anything in terms of how do we balance all these parts of ourselves. And, and here we have the personal space. You and I right now are in the one-on-one -on -one space. There's the group space, the community space, and the sacred space. And so I, I think what's happening is, 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 you know, we're going to burst each of us is going to burst who's trying, who, who is trying to deal with, let's say, their personal life, all their relationships with all the people they know, their business, their companies, their families, all the groups they're connected to. And then here's the missing element, the community space. In terms of this actually is the commons. This is the place where we're supposed to come together. And this has been taken over. The jurisdiction of the group, like... The Corporation of Canada took over Canada. That, 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 that's, that's like, again, one of these things that is never brought into the conversation of looking at how is our legal system set up and how do we become sovereign 
Because I think the end game for us personally is to actually become a sovereign being where we claim our sovereignty outside of the jurisdiction of the corporation of Canada. And I know that's that's a, a huge ball of wax to bring in at the end of the show, but I, I, I just think that when we're thinking about things, we need to distinguish the stuff that is just ours, just us, the stuff that is between me and you or me and anybody, the stuff that is within a group mindset versus a community mindset. And this is the distinction here. The line in the sand is between the community space and the, and the group space, because the group space is pretending to be the community space. You know, Canada or the government of Canada is pretending to be the governor of the community space when in fact they're just a corporation. Their jurisdiction is very different than what they put forward. And the only people who know this are the First Nations people. The only people who know, because they know the difference between my land and your land. Anyway, that's just something wow. forward. No, that's really distinctions are make progress to me, and they also um, they 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 maintain what is uh, essential and sacred, what's universal and timeless. And so the fact that you brought this in is huge. And the first thing that I think of here is that community space, the lack of community space now, that what is our community space through these lockdown measures has been reduced to talking to people online, meeting with families online, having funerals online. You know, this is such a poor, you know, a poor incarnation of the community space. It lacks the vitality and so they talk about, oh, well, you know, there's a risk of infection. Well, there's a risk of gutting the community space, which is the life force. It's the living room of the house. And you need that in order to have continuity, in order to sustain. And so I, I very much agree because what I see is corporate interest taking over my community space. And government is not a neutral party for the, you know, that is trying to palpate the needs of the people and then putting that forward. I've seen at every turn then be pro water extraction, pro, you know, uh, damming and breaking of First Nation people. I see them pro now medical. Uh, you know, pharmaceutical uh, racketeering. And all of this is done under the guise of being a benevolent gov government. And so I agree that us coming together in our community space creates local solution. And that is the only sustainable way of addressing any problem within a situation, in my view. And yes, there can be more uh, like more countrywide governance, but it has to be very minimal and facilitating all of these little community spaces because that's actually where the, the uh, 
you know, the interaction between here and our surroundings and our community takes place. And so it exactly what you're saying, we need to honor how much time we spend in each of these communication spaces and, um, and also acknowledging who is dominating, what space is dominating or what space is suffering because another one is under functioning. And that's why personal space needs, you know, I'm always an advocate for that. We need to build up our personal capacity to be in our personal space so that we can feel the sacred space and then take it out into the community. And so I, I really agree with you. Yeah. So I, th- I think we're probably coming to the end of the show. I mean, I, I feel as if <laughs> you know, there's, there's so much to say and, and I'm not sure. I, I feel like I'm always coming from the place of this psycho wizard who's warning of Mordor and coming into the hobbits and saying, uh, guys, you think it's bad here because your beer's off, but uh, we got this dragon about to come down on you. You, you got to deal with that now. So I... I, uh, I, uh, I, I very much appreciate your, the human touch that you have and that you bring things to the basics of life. I really appreciate that about you, Mr. Yogi Shambhu. Well, thank you for continually ringing the alarm bell and continually uh, holding the fact that what is happening now will be played out into the future. And don't fool ourselves. I hear you continually saying that. Don't fool yourself. This is not just about what's happening right now, but what they're building into toward the future. And, and I feel you. I feel your humanity, but I feel your large space. And so I, I feel it too. It's a struggle to take the big picture and bring it down into... What are the points that people can be spoon fed? And I'm not saying that we're spoon feeding everybody. We're just saying that everyone is doing that when they're in their one-on-one space. We're all trying to just digest this life and not get in digestion. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Yogi Shambhu. Thanks for listening. Uh, Thank you. Inside Scoop with Captain Sweep and Yogi Shambhu. Bless you all.